Jason Wilson's with us, cannabis research banking expert, ETFMG. Jason, thanks for being here. I wanted to take a look at the cannabis industry. And obviously, when we look back, there was a time there was a euphoria. Everybody bought everything related to pot. Then they took a pause. Now things are changing again. Um, how do you see the trend that has been and what it is going forward? Well, you know, 2020 was a, a very challenging year, both economically and politically, as, as, as we all know. Um, and cannabis you know, did incredibly well in 2020 on both fronts. I mean, if you look economically, we saw sales in 2019 of just shy of $15 billion globally increase. To, we're expecting to see them come in right around $20 billion global sales. So well over a 30% year-over-year increase uh, across the globe. And then on top of that, when you look at the, the political catalyst, where, you know, again, a volatile year politically, um, but we've seen cannabis, if you look at the global stage, Mexico uh, taking steps for federal legalization, the UN has reclassified cannabis. And, you know, obviously now with the Democrats uh, taking full control of Congress, uh, we could expect a lot of great things to happen uh, in policy reform looking into 2021. So a lot of wind at the back of the cannabis industry right now. Yeah, you had, as you noted, uh, more recreational use or more use in Mexico. The UN, the reclassification uh, probably gives it a little, a little tailwind. So when you look at 2021 and your the MJ ETF, which is an index which mimics um, the group overall, what names within the index probably have a better chance than some of the others? Well, you know, it's MJ itself constructed to grab the entire universe of, of cannabis-related businesses out there across all various industries and segments. So, you know, if you want to kind of look at companies that kind of highlight the breadth of the opportunity in the space, I mean, right off the top, look at look at Afria. They're a great example of a company that is already a low-cost producer. They wanted to scale up their operations. They're obviously going forward with a merger with, with Tilray. That will, that's expected to create the largest cannabis company by revenue in 2021. Um, what's interesting about them is they've really, they're really a CPG company with cannabis-related products. They obviously have Manitoba Harvest. They have the Sweetwater acquisition that uh, Free is completing. They have global medical distribution in Portugal and Germany. And, and you know, with, with Erwin Simon at the helm, coming you know, from his leadership at Haines Celestial, He's really focusing on turning Afria into that big CPG consumer, uh, sorry, um, uh, cannabis-focused company. So I expect a lot of good things to happen from them. But let's not you know, forget about the other parts of the industry. If we look at the, the medical marijuana side and what GW Farm is doing, it's not just about flower medical marijuana and flower form, obviously. It's about derivative products. We, see, we saw that they had a banner year recently with respect to the sales of Epidiolex, again, exceeding 500 million globally. And then we can also look as well for, you know, it's not always about producing cannabis products directly. There's all the ancillary benefits. And, you know, we saw Scott's miracle Grow with their Hawthorne division. That's, that's grown tremendously over 60% year over year revenue growth, over 1 billion in revenue coming out of Hawthorne. I expect to see companies like that. We're going to see coming in 2021, some data and SaaS plays coming to market. You're going to continue to see companies like that come to market, very scalable businesses that are touching multiple facets of the industry that uh, investors should keep their eyes on.
Yeah, I, I, you know, I like the names that you picked, Afria, GW Pharma, and Scott's Miracle Grows, some names to watch. You talk about uh, a banner year ahead, and I know that there's been a lot of talk. I mean, for example, even here in New York, you, they are calling Governor Cuomo the ganja governor, um, the ganja gov, because, you know, he's pushing forward with that obviously talking about money and um, also saying that he sees more money coming into the city if that were to be uh, legalized more. But where's the risk? I mean, you seem so positive on 2021. Is there a risk as well? Yeah, the, the, the risk is, is really an over-exuberance. And, and I think we've heard it that as soon as the, the, the Democrats uh, took control of the Senate, I, I think there's a lot of thought that we're going to see decriminalization right away. And, uh, you know, I, most experts in the space are not expecting to see decriminalization happen, you know, that smoothly, that easily. They're still very conservative uh, senators, obviously, at the Republican side, but also on the Democratic side. So, you know, whatever legislation we have that's being presented right now, be it the Moore Act or the States Act or the Safe Banking Act, it's, it, it's, it's going it's to take a while to figure out what the right legislation is. And then it's also going to take a while to get the right guidelines in place. So it's definitely not status quo going into 2021. But I don't think, you know, I think we have a little bit of, of risk of the investor mindset of over exuberance thinking that we're going to see, you know, full federally regulated market uh, come into play in, in 2021. So it's, it's, it, the risk is really timing. It's not an if, it's more of a win. Right. So if you wanted to hold this for 10 years, it's sure to be a winner, a winner is your point, <laughs> yeah. right? It's just a little near-term uncertainty. Jason, thank you so much. Jason Wilson, cannabis research banking expert, ETF MG. Thank you, Jason.